Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. Hey, yo, what up? It's Tori Deshaun, a.k.a. Boopy, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Scat. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. First up, Gegar Musasi and Douglas Lima are going to face off of the title vacated by Rafael Lovato Jr. For Gegar, it's a chance for redemption as he was bested in his last fight to surrender the title to Lovato. For Lima, it's an opportunity to become a champ champ. Per press release, a typical One Infinity Series event will feature three world championship bouts and a minimum of 12 world champions in action along with super fights. This is a new series that One has developed I guess it's their way of putting some more shine on certain events as they have events like every weekend almost. They need to do something or I should say they felt as if they needed to do something to make their special events that much more special. And this is what they've come up with. One also decided to make their fight card on February 22nd dark. No one is going to be allowed inside the indoor arena there in Singapore due to the coronavirus. The coronavirus is wrecking havoc around the world. Quarantining people. Now people can't come in and watch the fight. Yes, yeah, just not good. And I'm praying, praying, praying for those that are affected and impacted by this virus. Also, continuing to pray for Rob Whitaker and Liliana Praying for Juan Adams and Brad Katona, who were both recently released from the UFC. And last but not least, UFC Hall of Famer BJ Penn, who was in a possible DUI directive Toyota Tacoma in a single vehicle accident. It's like when it rains, it pours for BJ. Things have not been good for him as of late. And I really pray that he gets things in order much sooner then later that's it for headlines and hot takes up next the old one two time to go between the ropes and step into the squared circle for the old one two and in boxing news manny pacquiao signed with paradigm sports why is this important paradigm sports is the same sports management agency that Conor McGregor is a part of. Actually, Conor probably brought Paradigm to prominence because of the work that they have done with him. Is this going to help Manny with some endorsement deals? Probably. Is this going to be the beginning of fighting some MMA stars? That's quite probable. He only has one fight left with the PBC, so anything is possible. And having someone in your corner like Paradigm to negotiate with PBC 
is definitely a plus. On the Fight Nights update, I said that Endeavor mentioned that they were not looking to buy any boxing organization. Well, Bob Arum recently said that he's willing to sell top rank. It's very interesting seeing one side come out and say, not interested in buying. Another side come out and say, hey, I might be for sale. Now, supposedly behind the scenes, companies such as DAZN, as well as Endeavor, have been looking to purchase all of the content that Top Rank has and some other hedge fund group as well. The name escapes me. I know it's Liberty something or other. Either way it goes, they've got all of Muhammad Ali's fights in their library, plus many major fighters under contract. That contract that they have with ESPN is a nice sweet deal that you're already making money on. Endeavor actually would probably be a really good fit for them, seeing as the working relationship that they have with ESPN in the deal that they have with the UFC, which they've been doing phenomenally with. It's interesting, just very interesting, that these statements all come within a couple days of each other. On Friday, February 28th, in Milan, Italy, Danielle Scardina and Andre Francoletti fighting a 10-round super middleweight bout. In Vegas on Showtime, Malik Hawkins fights Keith Turner in a 10-round junior welterweight bout. Richardson Hitchens and Nick DeLamba fight in a 10-round junior welterweight bout. And on Telemundo in Kissimmee, Florida, Yomar Alamo takes on Kendo Castaneda in a 10-round junior welterweight bout as well. On Saturday, February 29th, from Frisco, Texas, on the zone, Mikey Garcia is making his zone debut versus Jesse Vargas in a 12-round welterweight bout. Why Garcia is fighting at welterweight? I don't know. I think he feels as if he has something to prove fighting there in Texas, in the area that he lost his first bout. He may be able to gain some redemption. He really needs to go to 140, and hopefully after this fight, he'll make that move. Also on that card, Khalid Yafaya is taking on Roman Gonzalez for Yafaya's WBA Junior Bantamweight belt. Julio Cesar Martinez will be putting his WBC flyweight belt on the line versus Jay Harris. And heavyweight sensation Joseph Parker will face Shondell Winters in a 10-round bout. Also that night on Fox Sports 1 from Sao Paulo, Brazil, Escavia Falco takes on Jorge Miranda in a 10-round super middleweight bout. On Friday, March 6th, in Mexico City on Telemundo, Armando Torres faces Juan Alejo in a 12-round featherweight bout. And of course... On Saturday, February 22nd, yeah, I saved the best for last and the first or last, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder will face off, but that's a main event, which gets the main event treatment, and you'll get that 
after this break. Yeah, yeah. RAERadio.com brings you the block every day from 8 to midnight central time we got the best in urban inspirational music so every night go on swing through the block on raeradio.com Red Corner, are you ready? Blue, what about you? Well, all right, it's time for the main event of the MTMV main card, episode 121. In the red corner, you have the WBC heavyweight champion of the world, Deontay Wilder, facing off against the lineal champion in the Gypsy King. Tyson Fury I have been waiting for this fight ever since the first fight ended I ran all over St. Louis trying to find somebody showing the fight because I just couldn't justify paying $85 for the fight did not know it was going to be an instant classic I knew I wanted to see the fight but based on the fact that nobody was showing it points to the fact that not many people knew that the fight was going to be as good as it was this go round, you have two count them, two different pay-per-view partners that are backing the fight you have espn who's with tyson fury you have fox who's with deontay wilder both parties have been doing everything that they can to promote this fight there's been stuff on the super bowl stuff on basketball it's just stuff everywhere uh, the mask singer you name it wherever they can advertise this fight they've been advertising it and this should be a fight to remember the odds are fairly even for this fight and honestly I don't know how things are going to turn out. You have Fury, who has so many question marks around him regarding this specific fight. He switched trainers for the fight. Said that he won the Croc style. Wanted to stand in there more, sit down on his punches so that he could knock Wilder out. Now, some have said that he switched from Ben Davidson, possibly because of money. Maybe he switched away from Ben Davidson because the Otto Valin fight was not supposed to be as difficult as it was. I mean, that fight wound up being a really, really good fight. And it was supposed to be a fairly easy night at the office. The cut that Tyson suffered in the fight is still in play for this matchup has five months been long enough for that to heal will it open up again quickly with a punch just like it did last time and bring about the end of things for fury 
we don't know. Like I said, so many question marks, including the fact that Fury is coming in heavier this time than he did last time. Why? Not quite sure. I know that he has been putting on weight the right way, though, as he's been doing weight training. The more you carry, though, generally, the less stamina you have. But he says he can trust his cardio now. He felt as if he couldn't trust it when he fought Wilder the first time. But now he says he can trust his cardio. But how can you trust it when you haven't fought with this extra muscle on you before? Uh. Now, Freddie Roach said in the last fight that he felt that Fury could have gotten Wilder out of there if he had pressed the pace a little more when he had him hurt but he didn't speaking of roach though if you're gonna go and get another trainer and you had roach in your corner for the last fight why wouldn't you pick him up for this fight as a head trainer that goes to show that it probably is a money thing as to why sugar hill stewart is in the corner versus ben davidson or someone else but we don't know because we're not there. No one said anything. What we do know is that Roach felt that he could have gotten him out of there last time. And Fury is determined, at least by what he's saying, to get him out of there this time. Maybe he's coming in heavier so that he can lean on him. At Kronk, that's one thing that they teach their heavyweights how to do is to lean on the other fighters, sap their energy. And that could very well help Tyson with the fight we haven't seen Deontay really fight on the inside Tyson is very skilled in fighting in general and if he can lean on him fight on the inside where Deontay can't get that straight right off he could do something but then how are you going to be able to move as effectively as you moved the last fight which is what frustrated Wilder when you got this extra weight on you again so many question marks around the fury camp can he do it anything's possible out of his 29 victories 20 of them have been by ko but fury is not known really as a heavy hitter if anything it's an accumulation of punishment that brings about those knockout wins for him we haven't really seen wilder tested that way ortiz came the closest but Ortiz hits hard That's why they call him the boogeyman Says nobody in the division wants to fight him So many question marks I really don't know And then on top of all this It's Tyson Fury telling the truth He is a master Strategist that loves To play mind games He could be doing all of this To lull Wilder Into a sense of security As to where the fight is going to take place And then do something different However that weight, that additional weight on him, says that he probably is going to be a more stationary target, which is what Wilder wants and needs. He needs him in one spot. He needs to be able to corner him so that he can deliver that devastating blow that he has. That right hand, that equalizer, that fight turner on a dime. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. But here's the thing. Wilder is also coming in heavier than he did before. How does that impact his stamina? How does that impact his punching power? 
he might hit even harder with having more weight on he don't know that also may slow him down and make him a little easier to get away from and make his shots easier to see coming and the way that Tyson was dodging his strikes before if Wilder is throwing slower it could be a walk in the park for Wilder I mean not for Wilder a walk in the park for Fury the one thing I will say is that over the two fights that both of these fighters have had since their last meeting Wilder has looked better and better why do I say that? Because he's looked less wild and much more accurate. Think of that. Oh, that devastating missile that he hit Dominic Brazil with in the first round. Just pinpoint accuracy. Bop! Knock him clean out. It was over. With Ortiz, he wasn't doing a whole lot of wild swinging and things of that nature. He was very patient, seemingly giving up every single round due to his inactivity. Little did we know that he was baiting Ortiz, lulling him into a false sense of security. And when the time was right, just like a cobra, he struck and knocked Ortiz clean out. Like my main man, Harry J said, he straightened his hair. When you look at the replay, you see the curls in Ortiz's hair go from being curly to being straight and flinging a whole bunch of water all over the place. I mean, he's got the perm. <laughs> Wilder not only has the power, he's got a perm in that right hand. With one shot, he will straighten your hair. But that's what I'm talking about. Wilder has looked so much better in these fights. Whereas Fury, especially in that last fight, not so much did he show his grit and his determination and the heart that he has. Absolutely. But he showed that in the first Wilder fight, getting up off the canvas and coming back to hurt Wilder. So he really hasn't shown us much more than we already knew. Supposedly, he's adding wrinkles to his game. But how much can you really add in one fight camp? Usually, it takes two to three before you really start getting down the things that the new trainer is giving you. Granted, he has trained there in the past when he first started his career. But that was a long time ago. And it was with Emmanuel Stewart, not Sugar Hill but the one who made Kronk famous in the first place. Again, so many question marks. So many. And for Wilder, not only is he less wild and more accurate seemingly, but he's healthy this time. Some insiders talked with his trainer who said that during training camp for the first Fury fight, he really didn't throw the right hand because it was injured. Right hand isn't injured anymore. We know that because of what he did to Brazil and Ortiz. And even if he went into that fight with the injured hand, he still knocked Fury down twice and almost out. Also, supposedly there was some personal drama going on in the life of Wilder that's not there anymore. 
This is the reason that fights are fought and games are played because on paper, things may look one way, but when it's all said and done and they step into the ring, the outcome will be determined not by probability, not by what the pundits say, but by the sheer will and tenacity of the combatants. That's going to do it for episode 21 of the MTMV main card. I know I usually give you cage time, but unfortunately, your man the voice just did not have the time needed to do it and do it in excellence. So I know that I will be giving you some MMA news more so than just in headlines and hot takes coming up very soon as the Alessandra and Romero fight is in a couple weeks. Your man, the voice will definitely be back, bring you a main card for that. And we'll talk about more MMA at that point. Make sure that you're checking out the huddle up on YouTube. You can also get the MTMV sports and music show on GH3 radio, which is a part of the dash radio network that comes on every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern 7 a.m. Pacific time sports fans rejoice my team my voice until next time god bless and keep it together it's your man the voice and i'm sounding 